Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome once again, friends, to the Librocube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. I tend to uh, say that word and mumble it so as not to uh, sound like I don't know how to say it. Librocubicularist. Cubicularist. Librocubicularist. It's a tough word. But if you uh, don't know already, it means someone who reads in bed. So there you go. I know I've mentioned that once. And uh, assuming you are listening to this, you have access to uh, Bing.com, which of course is the most popular search engine. And you could just search that word and then you'd know what it means. But I just saved you that trouble, so you're welcome. Today's sponsor is Carl's Cardboard Bricks. Once again, that is Carl's Cardboard Brick. Um, let's go Depot. Yeah, Depot. Depot. Are you sick and tired of lugging around heavy bricks? Is the fact that uh, regular bricks are so heavy, really, the only thing stopping you from building your own home? Well, come on in to Carl's Cardboard Brick Depot, and we'll set you up. Yeah. Where our bricks look and even feel like the real thing, but uh, are much, much lighter as they are made out of, you guessed it, Carl. I mean, cardboard. Yeah. We have a 10-year warranty, or the first time it rains, whatever comes first. Come on in and load up. Today is Tuesday. Tuesday, November the 20th, no less. Tuesday within the Liberal Cube, of course, means it is TV Tuesday. Uh, TV, short for television. Tuesday, not short for anything. Where we talk about television shows. Uh, before I do that, let's get uh, out of the way a couple of announcements. I like on a podcast when they do their announcements right off the top, get them out of the way, and then get into the sort of meat the meat of the podcast. So the announcements, sort of the potatoes. So let's talk potatoes. Uh, tomorrow's episode would be Book Bo Wednesday. However, we're going to skip a week. Uh, what I have decided to do, I think in the future, is to do a Book Wednesday per book, rather than do it every week. Because... Uh, I find with the editing of the podcast, I am reading less. <laughs> now, for someone who loves books as much as I do, that might seem like a horrible, horrible thing, but uh, I am having a lot of fun doing the podcast. So, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the podcast. The podcast. Make time to have fun, basically. So, um, next week there will, uh, not this week as in tomorrow, but next week there will definitely be a book Wednesday. Uh, also, once I get through with the uh, Shadow March series that I'm reading now, 
Uh, these books are like 700 pages, so that might also have something to do with the slowness of my book reading. Uh, the other thing is, for Video Games Day, I will um, not be doing one this week either, because on the weekend, uh, two things happened. One, had plans. If you listen to the Saturday The Misses episodes, you will know that we were uh, out and about. So that cut into uh, movies and video games. And more importantly, the game I was playing, uh, Divine Divinity, uh, glitched out on me. For those of you who uh, don't know what a glitch is, well, it can mean many things, but in this case, I uh, reached a point in the main quest where um, I had to kill this giant orc guy. I, I actually had to clean a town of orcs, and I had killed all of them except for one, but this one is sort of, like, trapped uh, in a tree somehow, <laughs> where... Uh, I can't reach him to kill him. So, uh, there he sits, unable to be killed, unable to finish the quest, and therefore, since it's a main storyline quest, unable to finish the game. I could probably potentially go to a, uh, a uh, older save game and start from there. However, this game was kind of uh, getting old anyways, so... Quite often when I revisit a old game, this was from the 90s, um, I have difficulty playing it the whole way through when so many new games are being released, such as Dishonored, which, uh, don't tell the missus, I may have purchased yesterday and uh, will probably be shipped to me by the end of the week. So, we'll skip this third video games day and move on to next week in which uh, we'll talk Dishonored, which I'm very, very excited about. Love, love, love starting a new game. I have to stop and get gasoline. So, uh, that actually works out good. So we got all the announcements done, we stop and get gas, we come back, we do uh, TVs. It's like I planned it, but I didn't. Editing. 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 On the road again. The road again. Well, uh, while at the gas station, I saw a guy who was guaranteed over 300 pounds driving a Mini Cooper. <laughs> uh, I love stuff like that. Okay, so, gas gotten. Let's move into television, as uh, Doug Haffernan used to say. Oh, how about that? That's a, that's a TV-related uh, thing. Television. The uh, show that we're going to start off with, we're going to start off with the final episode of Rescue Me. Interesting. Uh, if you listened to last TV Tuesday, uh, I talked about, you guessed it, the second last episode of Rescue Me, in which uh, the gang... Oh, okay. Before I go any farther, first that, and then uh, there will most likely be spoilers. In fact, uh, when I say most likely, there will be spoilers, so look out for that. Especially in this, the last episode of Rescue Me, where uh, we left off last week uh, in that all the guys were in this sort of giant fire, which is not unusual on the show, but uh, in this one they were basically trapped, and the very last sort of uh, shot of the episode was the building they were in basically exploded. So, that had me very, very worried. 
if you listened again to uh, last TV Tuesday, I uh, hypothesized that if uh, the character Lou were to die, I would uh, most likely shed a tear. <sighs> now, <laughs> I don't know if that was a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, but he did die, and I did shed a tear, because I uh, love that guy. One of my favorite, most lovable characters on TV. The Mrs. made fun of me. Hmm. I guess she wasn't uh, as involved with the show as I was. So, that's not very nice. Something that they do on Rescue Me, which I think gives the writers a sort of uh, sense of, uh, I don't want to say superiority, but a sense of let's fuck with the viewers, how about, is uh, they make very liberal use of the dream sequence. So this is going to uh, sort of give a lot away, but this episode started with a dream sequence. It started with... Lou giving the eulogy for all of the other guys who uh, died in the fire. <laughs> so, fuck. I, I, I thought it was for, I thought it was going to be for real. So I was like, Phew. all the other guys dying, you know, that sucks. But Lou's alive. So at least there's that. I thought to myself, the missus quite often will predict dream sequence by saying, oh, dream sequence. She's right a lot of the times, just because they friggin' use this plot device so often. And she was right this time. It was Tommy having a dream of Lou giving the eulogy at everyone else's funeral. So, that was upsetting. One of the uh, highlights of uh, the episode, the funniest parts anyway, was uh, f uh, the five remaining firemen, so Tommy Gavin and the other uh, four remaining members of the crew, were uh, driving with Lou's cremated remains in a box. I did predict, as watching this, that it was going to happen. They uh, sort of cracked a window while the box was open, and the uh, remains of Lou flew around the car, and they were basically all covered in Lou. So, that was funny. Uh, that has happened in other movies. I think most recently in the movie, what was it called? Due Date? Not Due Date. Maybe it was Due Date. Nah, I can't remember what it's called. It had uh, the one with, uh, one with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. What was that called? Anyways, they had a scene in that that I think uh, the remains of the dead person went flying everywhere. Am I remembering that correctly? I don't know. You know what it is? That's a movie, and this is TVD TV Tuesday, so I'm all out of whack. The uh, funeral for Lou is where I, uh, yes, I'll admit it, I'm, I'm man enough to admit it, shed a tear for Lou. It was uh, very moving. The show uh, ended with Tommy giving a... Uh, sort of drill ins drill instructor type speech to the newest uh, firefighter recruits, which <laughs> was funny just because the missus and I both looked at each other and said, isn't this how the show started? Which uh, the very first episode of the very first season, uh, that was how it started, we recalled, even though it was so long ago that we started watching this. So that was, uh, that was cool. The other cool thing is... I think I've mentioned, must have, I know since I've talked 
about Rescue Me multiple times, I must have mentioned that Tommy Gavin, played by Dennis Leary, uh, sees dead people. Sees uh, people he uh, sometimes has not been able to save in a fire, sees uh, mostly his dead relatives, and the very last scene was him and Lou in his truck sort of driving off into the sunset. So, that uh, warmed the cockles of my hearts. The word cockles of my hearts, uh, oddly enough, is from the song I'm an Asshole by Dennis Leary. That's how I learned what the word cockles meant. Huh. So, it's all coming together, isn't it? The Mrs. and I, tonight, are going to move on to a new TV show. We are going to watch Dexter. So, look forward to uh, talking about that now. <laughs> okay, man, we're only one show in, so better speed this up. The uh, next show I watched, or wrote something down about anyways, was uh, Parks and Recreation, which again, we've talked about. The reason uh, specifically I wanted to bring it up this time is because a, uh, because of a return of a special guest that they have uh, every once in a while. Return of a Mr. John Ralphio, played by a Mr. Ben Schwartz. What? <coughs> I've uh, mentioned uh, Ben Schwartz uh, on another, I think more, uh, most of the time on Fra Internet Day, because he does a uh, does appear on the web series uh, Jake and Amir quite often as friggin' this hilarious, crazy, uh, blowjob-giving guy was a milkman in the last episode. Just friggin' the craziest, funniest shit you'll ever see. So definitely check those out. Any, uh, it's called Jake and Amir. They have their own site, but they're also with, uh, College Humor available on YouTube. Any ones you see with Ben Schwartz, definitely Schwartz. Watch those. He plays, uh, on Parks and Recs, Parks and Recreation, um, a guy named John Ralphio who is often uh, a business partner with uh, Aziz Ansari's character, who I can't remember his name right now. And uh, again, just hilarious, over-the-top, friggin' (laughs) giant-haired. Him and Ron Swanson are like, uh, I don't know, what are two things that don't get along? Cats and dogs, maybe? Vinegar and baking soda? Yeah that, that as well. These, uh, all these episodes, uh, I don't know if they have an archive, but always the most re- recent episode is available here in Canada on City TV uh, online, so easily you can check that out. The Jean Ralphio part of this episode was sort of the, uh, the side story, as he often is, but uh, the main part, part was that um, uh, Ben, Ben Wyatt, uh, see, I'm finally remembering his name after forgetting it. And Leslie Nope uh, had gotten engaged in the last episode, and we're having an engagement party. Ben uh, Wyatt's parents are divorced and apparently do not get along whatsoever. Which uh, parents of a character showing up and not getting along uh, has been done, but uh, on a show like Parks and Rec, If they're going to take an idea that's been done many times, they at least are going to do it very well. 
which they did, I am pleased to announce. The uh, Ben's father was played by, I don't know his name, he's a real scary dude, I've seen him before, I think in like uh, gangster-ish kind of roles, mafia, hitman maybe, I can't remember his name, and if you see him, you'll probably recognize him, but uh, he was really good. Him and uh, I even saw that it was turned into a, uh, a picture online of him and uh, Ron Swanson just uh, having a uh, sort of showdown over the last uh, bacon-wrapped shrimp. Because <laughs> if you know anything about Ron Swanson, you will know he enjoys his bacon. One of his famous uh, quotes is, Give me all the bacon and eggs you have when going into a restaurant, for example. So there was one left, and then this scary guy and Ron kind of sidle up to it and both reach for it and pull back at the same time, and then it's just that sort of scary showdown between the two of them. I think that's how the episode ended, which is a good place to end this podcast. End of episode, end of podcast. That makes sense. Oh, we're going to get eight hours of work done. We don't talk about work very often here, but today is interesting because we have guests from Italy and guests from New Zealand coming in to visit us. Some potential international uh, sales things. So that's interesting. Okay. Commence working. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again! Back from a work day. A not too shabby work day. It was just that sort of right measure of steadily busy that makes the day fly by. Like it a lot. I think as sort of an average, we, meaning me, talk about work. Uh, on the podcast, let's go less than 1% of the time that I have spoken has been about work. But today was interesting just because uh, at the company I work, we're uh, moving from just selling within Canada to selling uh, internationally. Uh, Our first international uh, customer was Israel, followed by Ireland, and now Italy. I am not joking. That is crazy. Why are we only selling to countries that start with the letter I? Next, of course, will be Iceland, um, followed by... Oh, geez, can I pull another one? Uh, not so quickly. Not not without thinking about it. Is there another one? I don't know. But we're, we're covering all the bases here. Also, uh, visiting us today was a couple from uh, a couple of people, I don't know if they were a couple, it was a man and a woman anyway, uh, a couple of people from New Zealand, so other potential uh, buyers of our products. Um, I never say the company name, I have not spoken to my boss, he hasn't, for example, said, don't talk about the company on the podcast. That is, of course, how he talks. <laughs> uh, I just kind of don't feel like mixing Business with pleasure. The business of the business, the pleasure of the podcast. You feel me? Alright. Other interesting things from today, very exciting for me anyway, is that this podcast 
the lackadaisical liberal cubriculous podcast has reached 1,000 listeners, 1,000 downloads, I guess you would call it, in the podcast world. So, I'm happy with that number. I think uh, this, this that I am recording as I am speaking these words right now is episode 22. So, 22... We're, uh, we're actually a little over a thousand. It was a thousand thirteen when I checked it today. Uh, I, I think that's a respectable number. I'm, I'm happy with it. Could, uh, could it be more? Yes. I would like it to be more. <laughs> so, there you go. Nowhere to go but up. Or as it says at the end of the podcast, the best is yet to come. <laughs> Hey, you know what that reminds me of, my horrible singing, is that we uh, seem to forget to play Q107 Radio Roulette quite often. It has never made sense to play it in the morning, since every time we've played, we've never got it a song. But let's try it now, see what happens. Alright, not a horrible song, I suppose. Uh, a little crazy by Aerosmith. Why did I put a question mark on the end of that? Ah, uh, you know, just uh, not one that I enjoy to sing out loud, as I do some songs. Plus, we got a lot to cover here in a short period of time, as seems to happen quite often. We left off Parks and Recreation. Is that where we left off? Yes, left off uh, talking about Parks and Recs, which will bring us to item three on the big list, uh, Breaking Amish. Breaking Amish, uh, I believe I've talked about, it definitely falls into that sort of uh, guilty pleasure, embarrassed to admit I like category. It has, I think, sort of... uh, I guess a word to use to describe the progress of the show is that it has sort of degenerated, uh, sort of de-evolved. Um, actually, that's funny, because my... I think my favorite episode of Star Trek The Next Generation was where the entire crew de-evolved. Uh, if you remember that one, great one, because they all had uh, Barkley disease, what it was named at the end. Oh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> that was really good. Worf, well, let's not get into that. We'll talk about that another day, maybe. Uh, so, Breaking Amish is sort of, uh, it started off, the reason that I liked it was that it was Amish people leaving behind their crazy Amish lives that were basically ruled by religion. And when your life is ruled by religion, you do not have a good life. <laughs> I don't I can't think of a case where your your sort of entire waking existence is ruled by a religion. Your life is going to be good. Because it is not. Do not do that to yourself. Do not do that to your kids. This is a this is a warning. This is my anti religion poking through as it will do from time to time. Uh, okay, uh, so it, it sort of changed from a group of Amish people leaving behind their religion and exploring this sort of new world 
and I was enjoying sort of seeing the world through their, uh, let's say, virginal eyes, is, is how I liked it. But now it's sort of de-evolved into that typical reality show of just a bunch of people thrust together who sometimes do not get along, and there's drama, and it's very uh, high school Although I don't remember actual high school being like this, the, the way it has sort of progressed on Breaking Amish seems sort of high schooly, as uh, you would describe it. Sort of uh, always emotional dramas and uh, Jersey Shore kind of, which is sad to say as well. Uh, never having seen an entire episode of Jersey Shore, sure, uh, it's what I assume. It is like from the clips I've seen and from the times where the missus has had it on while I read a book beside her. Seems to be kind of what this is de-evolving into. So I am losing interest. That being said, I think it uh, is in its sort of death throes and uh, is going to be ending. And they're doing one of those where they all kind of, after everything has happened, sit around and uh, argue about it, as they do, this sickens me, as they do on uh, The Real Housewives, which, if you listen to Saturday's episode with the missus, you will know she loves those episodes. I do not. (laughs) They sicken me. I think it's sort of the, uh, shows the gradual demise of human civilization, sort of that vibe. So... I will watch it. (laughs) All that being said, I am going to watch it. Because despite all the badness, it does uh, suck you in. So that is Breaking Amish. Next. Next is another show that we have mentioned. But that is not surprising as if you have been following along with the podcast, you will know that... My sort of thought and feeling is that I will start off talking about a show, in this case, Modern Family, in sort of the general sense of what it's about overall, and uh, talk about why I like it, and then, as the weeks progress, talk more about uh, specific episodes and things that pop out, questions that arise, and uh, jibber-jabber that I want to throw into your ears regarding said episodes. You feel me? Oh, yeah, feel me. Uh, Well, that got a little sexual there, and I apologize. (laughs) Especially now that I realize what I'm about to talk about. Uh, On this Modern Family episode, guest starring Mr. Matthew Broderick, who, this is, it was really, really funny, one of the funnier episodes He played a gay guy who met uh, Phil, Phil Dunphy, who's sort of the uh, father of the, I guess you would say, yeah, yeah, you could say this, father of the sort of main family on the show. It's one giant family, the Pritchett family, that's sort of broken into three individual smaller family units, and he is with... I'm going to consider them the main one, the the father of that. So 
his uh, wife was away, wife and kids were away, and he decided to go work out at a gym. Oh, you know, good for him, right? Keeping in shape. Uh, he met up with Matthew Broderick, who played a gay guy, who, uh, the, the, the funny twist was that uh, Phil Dunphy's uh, brother-in-law is gay with this other guy, and uh, they were talking, or they talked Matthew Broderick into going to this gym to pick up guys because he uh, was having relationship troubles and needs to get back on his back on the horse. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they meet up. Phil obviously totally oblivious to any sort of uh, sexual vibes between the two of them. Invites them over for dinner, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because it's just the total misunderstanding between the two. And uh, many, uh, many funny things that I don't want to give away too much happened that uh, sort of give Matthew Broderick the impression that Phil is gay and that every once in a while when his wife is out of town, he'll have a uh, man over to sort of relieve that gay stress. So, <laughs> comedy definitely ensued. It was very, very funny. Uh, Matthew Broderick, I'm a big, uh, big fan of. And the show, I'm a big fan of. So, put them both together. What do you get? Um, big fan of? Eh, that doesn't make sense, but... We don't have time to make sense here in the Liberal Cube. we got to move on. Next. Ah, uh, next. Next is weeds. Weeds is growing on me like a virulent fungus. It is a really, really... Again, let's uh, check the old thesaurus here. Really good show, and I am wholeheartedly enjoying it. We talked about, I believe, last week how Netflix uh, fucked me, and um, for some reason they had season one and two available, and then um, when I went to continue on season two, they only had season three and four available. Bastards. Uh, apparently, I am not the only one who had this problem, and there must have been some very vocal, angry people. <laughs> because season one, two, three, and four are now available on Netflix. Uh, again, specify Canadian Netflix. So, if you are in Canada and have Netflix, highly, highly recommend watching Weeds. If you don't have Netflix and live in Canada, I would, uh, despite them not having the selection of our uh, American brethren, uh, still a very good service, and for, you know, uh, $9 a month, if you watch two movies uh, a month, that's, I think, paying for itself, basically, as opposed to, say, going to Blockbuster and renting two movies for, I don't even know what they are anymore, I haven't been to a Blockbuster in so long. Uh, like $5 for, for a movie. Uh, the other problem being that you're not going to get many uh, new releases, which, uh, you know what, I'm curious. Is that the same in uh, the American Netflix? Do you get, uh, like, brand new releases? When something comes out on DVD, is it uh, available right away on Netflix in the U.S.? I don't know. If you have the answer to that question, 
uh, you can send it to me at the email address provided at the end of the show. Would love to hear you. Also, would love some feedback. Feedback feeds us, as I say. Okay, weeds. Okay, I've uh, written some notes because I watched, I believe, four episodes, including including the season finale of season two. One of my notes says, Kevin Nealon sex. Kevin Nealon, who, for some reason, I actually think I have somehow forgotten to mention is on the show. Kevin Nealon is a very, very funny dude. Uh, a good idea, if you are a Kevin Nealon fan, is to go on over to the podcast Kevin Pollock's Chat Show and uh, check out uh, Kevin Nealon's interview. So check out Kevin Pollock's interview of Kevin Nealon. Whew, a lot of, lot of Kevins in that sentence. Could get confusing. I will understand if you are confused. But uh, definitely watch that, because uh, he's very funny, very funny dude. Seems to me, uh, if I do recall, this was a, a while back, watching that interview and seeing the, the sort of roles that he gets, that he's sort of your laid-back, uh, possibly pot-smoking, hippie-type, uh, lackadaisical kind of dude, which, hey, I can get on board with that. I'll tell you that right now. Him having sex with, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I did write down the main girl's name, Mary Louise Parker. So hopefully writing it down and saying it now, I will remember that in the future. That is the, uh, the main super hot, oh, geez, super hot girl, definite, uh, MILF. Uh, I don't know if she actually has kids in real life, but, uh, oh, I got uh, dirty again. Well, we know where my mind is today, apparently. Uh, definitely very attractive. Uh, Mary Louise Parker is her name on the show. Her name in real life is... No idea. Did not write that down. Uh, she's very, very good on the show, which... One of the reasons that I'm saying this is an amazing show is probably... Something to do with the main character being a good actress. Hey, that does make sense. Ooh, skunk. Somebody must have hit a skunk. Okay, my other notes. Oh, uh, Zoe Dachanel makes an appearance in uh, at least a couple episodes of uh, Season 2, and I think possibly, well, yeah, no, definitely on into Season 3, because, spoiler alert, she has, mm, yeah, I'm going to say this. She has kidnapped uh, Mary Louise. Oh, jeez, what the fuck? Pratchett? Mary Louise Parker's. Oh, that was fucked up. I got a name memory like a fruit fly. Mary Louise Parker's son. She plays a sort of ditzy, crazy. <laughs> Uh, it's funny, uh, ditzy, crazy, Zoe Dachanel type, which I guess is good for her, um, who in the season finale of the episode has uh, basically kidnapped uh, Mary Louise Parker's youngest son. Her oldest son is up to some friggin' hijinks of his own, man. Oh, this kid, this kid, if he was my son, he would have gotten beatings. Um, I don't have any kids, just <laughs> in case you're with, uh, 
social services. Social services. That's always a word I have trouble saying. That's why I say it like that. Social services. Social services. Uh, I have no kids. Therefore, I do not beat them. Just as a note, side note. He's up to some, some horrible hijinks himself. Basically, uh, you know what? I'm not going to give a crazy amount away because um, I don't want to. And I'm running out of time because I'm close to home. I just want to say as a sort of final thing about this season finale and how awesome it was is that it ended get this with a mexican standoff now if you are unfamiliar with a mexican standoff i don't know why they call it mexican standoff i understand because it's basically a bunch of people i assume it has to be at least three uh preferably more than three people standing with guns in their hands, all sort of pointed at one another. Um, you can have, I suppose, metaphorical Mexican standoffs, but that's sort of your typical, stereotypical Mexican standoff, is that scenario, which is awesome and is an awesome way to end a season. Now, uh, this is a good point to point out. <laughs> this is a good point to point. This is a good point to point out why I do not, as a sort of general rule, watch TV, uh, television shows on cable. Because if I had watched all of season two, you know, an episode a week of Weeds, and then it came to this Mexican standoff, and I knew I was going to have to wait friggin' two, three months for the next episode, I would have been pissed. But no, I'm going to go. And sometimes this weekend, uh, pick up on season three and take that. Weeds try to get me. So that's one of my TV viewing philosophies. Uh, I don't mind with uh, Modern Family and Parks and Rec as much because with a comedy, you can kind of uh, much more easily pick and choose your episodes where even if you, for some reason, did not watch them in the order in which they were on TV, you're, you know, you're going to be all right. Did I have one more thing? Yeah, one more thing I, I had, but we'll save it for another day. It wasn't an important one. It was uh, just a, a show that the missus and I uh, just started watching. So we'll save that for next TV Tuesday, since we're home. That was a fun episode, I think. Folks, it is nice. To be nice. To the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met 
Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.